superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P. Joe P. Zapia. And it's Monday. You know what that means. It's time to hit the waiver wire for some more players that we can put into our lineups and continue to manage the bye weeks and the injuries of what is the 2023 NFL season, of course, to help me do it. The king in the north, my patty cakes, Pat Fitzmorris, and D-Bro, Derek Brown, the king of bros, the fantasy bro. We're here every single Monday talking ball with all of you. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us. We appreciate you so much. We like giving you free stuff. And we have a winner of the teeny tiny loser belt, boys, courtesy of Trophy Smack. And uh, the winner is Burnt Toast 422. Uh, so Burnt Toast, you can't make this stuff up, folks. Burnt Toast 40, <laughs> 422. <laughs> you are the big winner. Get in touch with us at customer support at mailbagatfantasypros.com with your mailing address, your proof of subscription to the Fantasy Pros YouTube channel. And we'll get in touch with you. Again, the winner is Burnt Toast. Always a winner at 422. Uh, congratulations. You are the big winner. It feels like the appropriate gift for Burnt Toast 422. I'm just saying it feels right to me. And we're giving away more free stuff. So if you missed out on the teeny tiny, beautiful loser belt, you get a chance to win this one. Check this out. A signed TJ Hawkinson, Minnesota Vikings jersey, courtesy Ooh. of Pristine Auction, the premier autograph sports memorabilia auction house. So you need to subscribe right now to Fantasy Pros YouTube channel. Comment below in the video. That's it. We'll be announcing the winner right here on the channel. So make sure you turn on those notifications so you know when a new video drops and if you can claim your prize. And if you didn't win... You can still be a winner. Sign up at pristineauction.com. Use that link in our video description here on YouTube. And you could use that registration code FANTASYPROS to get $10 off your first order. I've got a ton of stuff from Pristine Auction. It's tremendous. Running backs. Uh, gentlemen, uh, I hope you're not smelling burnt toast this morning uh, after week 10 being in the books. We're on to week 11. So let's get right to it. Let's get to the waiver wire out of the week from Sleeper. And his name is Ty Chandler, running back of the Minnesota Vikings, 15% rostered. He is our Sleeper waiver wire pickup of the week. Uh, Pat, let's start with you. I know you're a big Vikings guy. So let's talk about Ty Chandler here. <laughs> <laughs> just coming out hot here on the show. Let's talk about Ty Chandler. Obviously, with uh, the goings on of Madison, Chandler in this game, 15 attempts for 45, had the touchdown as well. So what's the value here of Ty Chandler as we approach uh, week 11 now on the waiver wire? Yeah, it's funny, Joe. A friend of mine was bemoaning the fact that he decided to play Alexander Madison over Jalen Warren yesterday, and it cost him his game. And he said that, you know, had he, it was the Cam Akers injury that crossed him up because he thought that solidified Alexander Madison's grasp on the Minnesota backfield. Not the case, apparently, as uh, no. they are looking for someone to compliment Madison. And you, you can kind of see why. Madison's averaging three and a half yards a carry and 4.6 yards per target. He has been extremely pedestrian and he's just like not good enough to carry a backfield by himself so before madison got a concussion in week 10 um he had played a few more snaps than chandler but they had both had eight carries mm -hmm. so um like i think this is for real that chandler is going to get usage even if madison is healthy and this week if Madison can't clear concussion protocol, Chandler is going to get all he can care to eat against the Denver Broncos, whose run defense has been a little bit better lately, but this is still the run defense that gave up, what, uh, 743 rushing yards to the Dolphins earlier this season. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, it's looking really good for Chandler, potentially in the short term and long term. I think you've got a guy who's got at least flex value. Yeah, it, it certainly feels that way. And it does feel, Pat, like we always have the same conversation about when a guy's in concussion protocol, especially at the running back position, they tend to miss at least that one week. Uh, sometimes it takes even longer to clear, too. I mean, Roshan took a few weeks. So some of these guys, it, it depends on exactly the grade of that concussion and how they go through the next steps, which is important. I'm glad the NFL is doing this. I think we all are. But when it mm -hmm. comes to now Ty Chandler, <clears throat> this is an opportunity. The question is, 
it feels like a short-term opportunity with maybe a bonus for more. Debro, is that how you see Ty Chandler in week 11 and beyond? That's us. That's exactly how I look at Ty Chandler. And I think the other part that we're talking about the concussion specifically is what did we just see the Vikings do with KJ Osborne? He apparently cleared concussion protocol, at least from what I read. Now, I could be wrong on that, but the team held him out anyway. So I think we're looking at a player you're picking up this week. And we're, I mean, come on, guys, like no Alexander Madison. Are we just airdropping Ty Chandler? He's going to be a top 24 running back this week, right? Like middling RB2 is about where just off the top of my head, I'd be putting him. So for Ty Chandler, if you need that running back, that could be the RB2 this week and an RB3 with maybe some upside. If Alexander Madison continues to do what we've seen the entire season and not look great, he could take over this backfield. And I'm not saying he'll be like a 70 or 80% workhorse, but 55, 60% of the opportunities. Can we rule that out for a surging Minnesota Vikings team, which is <laughs> surging winning, indeed. Yeah. winning games. Quarterback play is looking good. Josh Dobbs. I watched every second, unfortunately, of that game and watched the Saints get <laughs> boat raced yesterday. <laughs> and Josh Dobbs, I was so surprised. He looks so good in this he offense. Did. And Justin Jefferson coming back. The defense now showing life. I mean, this is a good situation, and I think, like, we don't need to underrate that at all. The scoring opportunities can be there. So, yeah, I mean, bid aggressively, 8 to 10%, maybe a little bit higher because you're getting the RB2 this week, I think. Don't think we see Madison. And okay. moving forward, he could continue to be an RB2. Oh, and, and right, by the um, way, we – sorry, Joe. Uh, we no, talked about the situation, but um, talking about the player – Man, this guy's really fast, and I, I like the yep. big play capability he adds, and uh, maybe the Vikings are looking for that since I don't think Alexander Madison has had a run of 20 or more yards all season. So, um, like, he gives them something they need, and I think they're going to strive to find ways to use him. Jefferson goes down. Cousins goes down. Vikings have five wins in a row. I don't know how that's all wow. happened. But it's 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 happened here and it is a stunning turn of events. And Dobbs gives them this new dynamic in this offense, too, because he's so mobile. It's not something they've experienced with Kirk Cousins, you know, so there's this new wrinkle there. There's a new energy. There's a new life. It seems like they've kind of rallied around all these injuries that they've had. And credit to O'Connell, and the coaching staff, too, for not letting this team quit. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of teams would and a lot of teams have this year. We'll get to the Giants and a few other teams later on in the show, maybe. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about uh, exactly, you know, where things are here with this Vikings team, where Chandler is, you see where Debro is in terms of his fab, how much fab you want to spend. I'm sure we're at, you know, probably about a quarter of what we started with. You know, maybe you have $25 left out of 100 in that range. How much you want to spend on Chandler this week, Pat? If he's a depth option, I'd maybe go 10%. But if I really need someone for um week 11 i'd be willing to go 25 30 like open up the it's a really good so yeah, empty, like, empty the clip if you have yeah, it. i mean pretty much if you're desperate if you're fighting for your playoff life and you've got a big gaping hole at running back i could see pretty much going close to all in for chandler this week there's a couple guys worth talking about at the running back position we're going to get to them in a second before we do can you believe we're this deep into the nfl season already and we got to make every second count with DraftKings sportsbook you can make the most out of every single game bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks and new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just five bucks on any matchup, as you know, Pat and I are going to be talking about the look ahead over on our Betting Pros channel today, talking about some of the games to break down. It's a great way to utilize some of that information over on DraftKings Sportsbook. So get in the on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use that promo code FANTASYPROS. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just five bucks on the NFL only on DraftKings Sportsbook with that code Fantasy Pros, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings 
DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Gentlemen, let's talk Keaton Mitchell, because last week we were talking about him and our concern was, where is he on the depth chart? Well, Gus Edwards still had his touchdown, as Gus Edwards likes to have every single week. But Mr. Mitchell also had another touchdown. He had just three carries for 34. Uh, Did seem to have a little bit more action, though, I would say, than Justice Hill. So let's revisit Keaton Mitchell here. Uh, The roster percentage for him is 49%. So I'm surprised it's not higher, Mm Debro, after last week. People did show a little bit more discipline, which I think was the right call compared to Ty Chandler. Again, 15% rostered. He is out there. So Mitchell's out about half of leagues right now. He is available in what's your second week take now on Keaton Mitchell in this backfield after a disappointing loss for the Baltimore Ravens at home. I same concerns as far as this being a three-way committee. Um, Now I, I will say with all of that, now Keaton Mitchell last week, Played 13 snaps versus Justice Hill's 14. Got uh, four touches, 66 total yards, and a touchdown. Could have had even a bigger day if he didn't drop the uh, the the pass from Lamar Jackson. Could have had two touchdowns and everybody been falling over backwards like MD and the clip on him. And I'm not saying that's wrong. If you want to bid aggressively for Keaton Mitchell, I understand it. Because we, the reason I'll, I'll, I'll say to... Uh, Stay because it, it, I'm looking at my, my spin the way I have on the sheet right now. Well, you've been disciplined. 12. Like that's that's how you, I feel like your whole take on Keaton Mitchell's been disciplined. It's not that you mm-hmm. don't want to add him. It's just be disciplined when you're doing it because mm-hmm. they're there. The, the path is not exactly <laughs> wide open here. No, it's not. And so 12 to 15 percent, I think, is reasonable. Now, if you want to be more aggressive, because. The other side of the coin here is that can he take over the backfield if he continues to do what he's been doing? Because how many different games does he have to flash with 30, 40, 50 yard runs and to show this explosiveness to carve out more of a role in this backfield? Is that possible? Absolutely. My only pushback against that is it could stay the same moving forward for every single week. He might Mm -hmm. just take over the Justice Hill role. And then we're talking about, okay, he's good, but he's not great. So it's not a a situation where I'm saying empty the clip. But if people want to do that, I totally understand it. I think the chances of him taking over the Justice Hill role after this week are, it just became a little bit clearer to me. That Mm -hmm. that was my takeaway, Pat. What did you think? Did you think that as well? Because it felt like that's the direction that the Ravens at least were trying to go in. And if they're trying to do that, I think they're going to continue to push that envelope over the next few weeks and into the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, Joe, and that's sort of the key, whether he can uh, usurp Justice Hill and whether he has fantasy viability Mm -hmm. going forward. And I think last week we talked about this being in sort of a range of potential outcomes And maybe there was like a 25% chance he usurped Justice Hill. And then like there was that 2% chance that maybe he becomes an HN type impact player for you. And even if that leaves a big 75 percentile chance that he's really not worth much of anything to you, it was maybe worth taking that chance late in the fantasy season. Now, after yesterday, I think we maybe expand that chance that he usurps Justice Hill to like 40 percent mm-hmm. and maybe uh, up that top end HN level outcome to like 5 percent. So um, I'm even more willing to make a zesty bid on Keith Mitchell than I was last week. So what's that zesty bid look like nowadays? Yeah, like 18 to 20 percent, I think, if there's not a desperate need. And then kind of the same thing with uh, like Ty Chandler, if you really need someone. Although Chandler gives you immediate playability where Keaton Mitchell mm-hmm. does not well, necessarily that's what I was do ask that. You too. So would you rather have Chandler's immediate playability and then that split? Or would you rather have Keaton Mitchell like in priority waivers where, you know, there's still mm. a three headed theoretical monster in Baltimore? What do you think, Pat? I'd rather have Keaton Mitchell because of what he's shown us so far. So Mitchell over Chandler. How about you, D-Bro? Just out of curiosity there. I, I think I prefer Ty Chandler because we know at worst that splits a two-way committee versus three-way in Baltimore. And mm-hmm. the other thing about it, yes, like I, th- I think there's interesting parallels here. Both of these guys have to deal with rushing quarterbacks, but... I mean, call me crazy. I have a lot more heebie-jeebies about Lamar taking rushing equity away from the running backs in that room than Josh Dobbs. 
Yeah, well, Dobbs has certainly been mobile this year and made some big plays yep, with his legs, no good. doubt about that. Uh, so a lot of these guys we're going to talk about here in this group, and Keaton Mitchell and the next two guys are right around the 50% mark. And I'm actually kind of surprised they still are after mm-hmm. last week. So Mitchell was surprising at 49%, Zach Charbonnet at 51%, Devin Singletary at 53%. Uh, Pat, I want to go to you here because these guys are all, like I said, available in half of leagues and players that we've talked about uh, numerous weeks, and yet they're still kind of hovering around. I guess people are, you know, maybe it's a combination of, you know, certain teams have thrown their hands up and said, you know what, uh, I'm, I'm out of it. Maybe that's equating for why the roster percentage is so low, but the fact that they're still available here, Charbonnet and Singletary. Now Singletary after this last week probably, you know, will be a different story. Charbonnet also, Pat, looked really good in the moments he got. He is that change of pace guy, but he was running through some massive holes there, and he looked really good doing it when Seattle uh, this past Sunday. So what's your take on Charbonnet and Singletary? Two guys also in this 50% range. They're still very much available. Are they worth investing in now that they're still floating out there, if nothing else than to block somebody else maybe from having them? Yeah, I think so, Joe. And the the leagues where these guys are not rostered are probably 10-team leagues, uh, shallow bench leagues. Mm -hmm. So um, where you can justify not having a guy like that because you've got productive running backs on your bench who are are doing that. But at this point, I mean, I think the um, Kenneth Walker investor would be wise to roster Zach Charbonnet at this point to protect yourself. And we've talked about this, how how Debro and I say – what is it? Handcuffing and stuffing. Oh, oh, and stuffing. Sure, maybe. We're just a yeah, week away yeah, from that season. Week away. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we don't want to do that early in the season because we don't want to invest two roster spots in one position on one NFL team. We want to spread the bets around and maybe hit instead of drafting your handcuff, drafting a Devon A chain who you can then pair with the top running back. And, you know, you've got two stud running backs rather than just one that you're backed up on. But now mm-hmm. I think it's time. If you have Kenneth Walker, you want to back this guy up now. And uh, mm-hmm. Singletary is an interesting case. Like, I, I still think Damian Pierce <laughs> is going to have a role. Like, I don't think Singletary is taking over this backfield. And as soon as Pierce comes back, I think Singletary is going to be pretty substantially devalued. Uh, maybe like flex flex worthiness, but that's about it. Okay. Well, I mean, he is RB3 this week, uh, Devin Singletary. Uh, 30 rushing attempts for 150 yards and a touchdown. He also saw two targets, caught one of them for 11 yards. Debro, uh, Singletary um, certainly had the volume. We talk about volume being king. Parts writing this narrative, which feels right. It feels the discipline narrative, which is, yes, Damian Pierce is going to be working back and Damian Pierce. And the, but when you see a workload like that, it's very eye-popping, and it's making me mm-hmm. wonder, you know, with the way things are rolling here with the Texans, do you just keep rolling with whatever's working? Because Noah Brown's working. We'll talk more about him in a second. You know, it's like everything they're touching lately turns to gold. Is Singletary this guy that maybe we shouldn't be, you know, so dismissive of, and maybe we should be more aggressive? I think so. Um, I, I mean, look, I'm willing to bid if, if Singletary's out there 10 to 12%. What we've seen out of him all year, and I've written this up in the primer every single week, it's like... Him and Damian Pierce are breaking tackles. It's just when you look at the archetype of running backs that they are, they're very much in that David Montgomery, Zach Moss mold, which I call spinning top running backs. Basically, they're good enough to break tackles at a high rate, but if the blocking's not there, they don't have the extra juice to get really a lot for themselves after breaking tackles. But what we saw this last week Really poor run defense for the Bengals. And Singletary rolled up 81% of the snaps. 31 touches, 161 total yards. Damian Pierce hasn't had any weeks like that where he has had 80% of the backfield. Now, I understand Damian Pierce wasn't there. Damian Pierce didn't even practice last week. So I don't think he's back this week. So what are you getting? Again, like we're talking about, Ty Chandler, probably a top 24 running back. Devin Singletary would be a top, he will be, if, if, if Damian Pierce is out this week, will be a top 15 running back. He plays the freaking Arizona Cardinals, man. Would uh, Could he end up with another stat line very similar to what he had this week? And I know that sounds hyperbolic, but I, I, when I say that, 80% of the snaps, he gets 20 to 25 opportunities in this backfield for this team that is rolling, and we know the Cardinals cannot stop anybody. So Singletary's out there, yes, Bid and bid aggressively. Same, I think, reasons that you want Ty Chandler. I would say that this time of year, it feels also like you have to take stock of where you're at in the standings, right? If you are Mm -hmm. fighting for your playoff life, 
I think you're aggressive on Singletary. You're aggressive on Chandler. Yep. You're aggressive on anybody fab wise that can get you through week 11 and then yep. worry about week 12 and week 12 like that. You've got to go week to week with these things. So, you know, it's one thing in the beginning of the year, you know, September, we talk about fab, you know, investments of players. But I think at this juncture, you have to understand and you have to take what we're saying, I think, equate it to your specific roster situation and most importantly, your standing situation, because maybe Charbonnet is a really interesting piece to you and you want to bid more on him because you're already a playoff team. You're an eight win team. Things are great and sunny and you want that one guy that has all that upside. But some of us and some teams don't have the luxury of looking ahead for two weeks. We have to look right to week 11. There's one guy I want to look at, too, at the running back position I want to talk about. And it's a guy I talked about last week. And I brought this up that I said, I think this guy brings a more physical presence between the tackles that they haven't had. And I know a lot of it was in garbage time. So people are going to want to say Rico Dowdle had a lot of garbage time. But I talked about Rico Dowdle last week and I'm talking about him this week. Uh, Rico Dowdle had 12 carries for 79 in the touchdown. I know it was garbage time. Most of it, whatever. Pollard, 15 for 55. Again, <laughs> no scores because it's Tony Pollard. He's 5% rostered. He shouldn't be 5% rostered anymore. D-Bro, this is my whole thing. A lot of these people are going to chase all these pieces, but Rico Dowdle plays in a great offense here with the Cowboys. It is rolling right now. And I think if the Cowboys are smart, they'll realize the Elliott roll yep. is probably ticketed now for the rest of the season for Rico Dowdle. And that will also make Tony Pollard probably better in the Tony Pollard role that he was so successful in last year. You can't fit that round peg into the square hole. What do you think about Rico Dowdle? I mean, I, I, I've been with you, Joe. We're singing the Rico yeah. Dowdle praises. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. I talked about Rico Dowdle all offseason. I was like, he's not the RB2. <laughs> I mean, he's Malik Davis is not the RB2. Rico Dowdle is. And now mm-hmm. we're seeing this come to fruition. And people could say garbage time all you want to. But what we could say is, can you take this away from Rico Dowdle and say he was not productive with the touches that he was given in this game? Highest touch load of the entire season. Okay, nobody can say that because he played extremely good. Okay, well, what's going to happen this week when they get the freaking Carolina Panthers and we know you can run the ball straight down their throats? Mm -hmm. Rico Dowdle is a guy that should be in that RB3 conversation moving forward. If he has a role in this backfield, 10 to 12 touches, and he's going to have touchdown equity because the Dallas Cowboys love this guy, and for good reason. He's good. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy in the previous few seasons. Pat, maybe we didn't take into account the offseason surgery of Tony Pollard enough. You know, maybe yeah. that's what we're seeing here and why Tony Pollard didn't look like we thought he would look this year so far. But I feel like Dowdle, again, 5% rostered seems absurd to me at this point. What do you think about Rico Dowdle and what do you think about that roster percentage? Yeah, and I think it was maybe also a mistake to think the hyper-efficiency of Tony Pollard was going to carry over from sort of a That's clearly a defined too. role That's to a, a workhorse role. I did that. Um, but yeah, like I agree with you guys. I think maybe the Cowboys would be better served returning to Pollard in that role and giving Dowdle like a pretty healthy chunk of the early down snaps. The, the one thing I would say um, as to why I think that maybe Rico Dowdle isn't capable of hitting I don't know, the sort of heights that Ezekiel Elliott hit even just a couple of years ago when we know we weren't getting peak Zeke. But, um, you know, when he did have that role as sort of the compliment to Pollard, um, I think Dallas is like going all in on the passing game this year. Like it seems like, I mean, they are Mm -hmm. just firebombing opponents right now. And like they have got it rolling with the air game. So I don't know if they're ever going to be as run heavy as they were while Zeke was in Dallas. Well, I don't think they have to be. And I think for Rico Dowdle, Pat, Agreed. my whole point is, can he get the goal line equity? Can he get those touches? Can he get the yeah. early down workhorse, you know, first and second down kind of stuff? I, I'm with you. They're going to throw the ball a ton. And this is finally, it's funny. We sat on this show and we talked like a month ago about how you got to buy low on CD Lamb. He's the most traded player that should not be. And if you listen to us, you bought on him and you are loving life right now. Uh, these two running backs might not be running life uh, or loving life or they may be running away. Uh, Zach Moss, Justice Hill. Can you drop these two guys, Pat? Is it time to drop those two? I don't want to draft. I don't want to drop Moss unless I have to, because he's too valuable a handcuff. And if anything okay. happened to Jonathan Taylor, we've seen the value of, of Zach Moss getting that backfield to himself, not only as a runner, but as a pass catcher too. Um, Justice Hill. Yeah. I think he can go for sure. And like at best, he keeps a foothold as like, you know, part of a three man backfield, but he is in danger of losing his role to Keaton Mitchell. 
Uh, your thoughts here, Debro, on those two guys. You want to drop Zach Moss? You want to keep him like Pat does? And what about Justice Hill? Is that time to move on from him too? I think you can drop both of them. JT, uh, and I understand the handcuff equity of Zach Moss, but give me the handcuff and now standalone value for Rico Dowdle. I'll take Rico Dowdle yeah. over Zach Moss. Easy. Hey, look, Dowdle, I don't think you have to spend a lot on to get him either. No. I still think he's flying under the radar. You could spend like 3%. He's still he's out 5% there. 5% roster. Nobody well, wants him. I mean, if, no, but I mean, the Cowboys are a national fan base too. And I think whenever you, there's always that, just like That's in the betting fair. market, we talked about betting pros in the fantasy market, there's a little overrating that goes in there too. I think after this week, it'd be a little bit more expensive, but not much. So he would be my second guy in a lot of these other, you know, Singletary, Charbonnet, Mitchell, Bids, and Chandler. Dowdle could be that guy, you know, you just kind of slide under the waiver wire. Let's take a quick break in the action to tell you about Fanimal. I love live events, but I hate buying tickets. The hidden fees suck, customer service is terrible, and coordinating with friends is a nightmare. But then I discovered Fanimal, and Fanimal has tickets to everything. Concerts, festivals, basketball, baseball, hockey, and of course, the NFL. And there are no fees. The price you see is the price you pay. You heard it here first. Fanimal is the cheapest place on the internet to get tickets. We've all experienced how painful it is to coordinate going to events with friends i always end up fronting a bunch of money and then chasing down my friends to get reimbursed and if they flake i'm stuck with the whole bill but fanimal's patented group purchase makes it easy to split payments with your friends so nobody's left holding the bag you don't have to commit until your friends do so just pick the seats pick how many tickets you want to pay for yourself and then send the link to your friends and when they join your group everyone gets charged separately and your tickets are secured plus you can stack cash by inviting friends 10 bucks every time someone you know joins your group ka-ching oh yeah and fanimal has amazing customer service too but don't take my word for it check out the hundreds of five-star reviews on the internet right now of fanimal and the next time you need tickets go to fanimal.com or download the fanimal app and Use that promo code FANIMALPROS for $20 off your first purchase. Check out the FANIMAL experience for more. Use that promo code FANIMALPROS at FANIMAL today. And now back to the action. Wide receivers. Let's get to the wide receivers and talk about these guys too. Noah Brown did it again. Talked about him last week. Um, obviously, the Nico Collins injury opened up more opportunity for Noah Brown. And Noah Brown is taking advantage of it. I mean, we, we got to talk about this guy. 35% rostered. I, I know it might be, again, temporary, but he's put up back-to-back 20-point weeks. <laughs> this week, seven catches on eight targets, 172 yards. Pat, this is a massive game, again, for Noah Brown. I understand that the thought process is, well, Nico comes back, his targets go down. But is that going to be the case? So, yeah, I mean, I'd like to think that maybe there's a chance Noah Brown could work his way into the, like, maybe kick out Robert Woods, because not only is Noah Brown pretty good as a pass catcher, like, he's one of the best blocking wide receivers in the game, mm-hmm. um, which was why, like, I know Cowboys fans used to get really upset that Noah Brown would play a lot, but, like, the blocking was part of it. Um, so, yeah, I, Debro's pointed out that, yeah, once Nico comes back, we probably see a, a dramatic haircut in Noah Brown's snap share that just totally kneecaps his fantasy value. But boy, if Nico is out one more week, Noah Brown looks pretty playable this week. Yeah. Uh, Debro, your thoughts on Brown and what sort of investment, if any, you want to make? Uh, I mean, it's not one, but two huge weeks here. And maybe like to Pat's point, maybe we are getting an opportunity where it's going, you know, where maybe Robert Woods is the odd man out and it's not Noah Brown. Yeah, I, I do believe in the um, <clears throat> in the snap buzz cut that's coming for Noah Brown as soon as uh, Nico Collins is back. But again, we might not see that this week. Nico Collins didn't practice at all last week. He might be be out again another week. And I, I firmly understand that we cannot dismiss what he's doing at this point. He's had a, at least 153 freaking receiving yards in back-to-back games. That's, that's crazy. insanity. But C.J. Stroud is the tie that lifts all shifts, baby. So two to four yes. percent, totally, totally fine with that. I mean, if he is a starter again this week, because we haven't even brought it up, guys, he gets the Arizona Cardinals this week. Delali. <laughs> well, so also you talk about Singletary. You know, Pat, you make that mention about like what a good blocker he is. Like, hey, take a look at Singletary's numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the last two weeks, right? Yeah. Think about that trend and Noah Brown's trend, and maybe 
the secret sauce is the right mix of these guys on the field at the right time. And Stroud mm-hmm. certainly has just been outstanding. What an incredible performance back-to-back weeks going on the road in Cincinnati, doing what he did too. Just unbelievable. Let's talk about a cowboy. Brandon Cooks, 49% rostered. He had himself a month yesterday. Like that's how I want to say it. Uh, and and he's been relatively quiet. So Debro, when we talk about Brandon Cooks, you know, I know now we're going to look at this performance here, 10 targets, nine receptions, 173 yards in a touchdown. I mean, the giants just are terrible. Tommy DeVito should not be allowed back in his house to eat the chicken collets oh, or to really? have his laundry done. If anything, I'm making him do an extra chores. He's making everybody's bed. He's mowing the lawn. He's doing all kinds of stuff. If I'm Tommy DeVito's father, who, by the way, Tommy DeVito's father is exactly like when they cut to him in the stands, exactly what I pictured Tommy DeVito's father. And I live in New Jersey. It's perfect. Uh, But here's the thing. Like you could add up the entire, I don't know, last six weeks of Brandon Cooks and uh, and not get here till yesterday's total. That's the danger of Cooks here. So, Debro, is this a turned corner for Brandon Cooks or is this just a one off? I think we could see him turn in the corner uh, with what Dallas has been doing. And I've written it up in the primer the last two weeks. I'm like, did they rehire Kellen Moore? Because we need to put a little respect to Mike McCarthy's name. And I know as blasphemous that oh, is to don't say. Don't say that out loud with Pat here on the show. That's dangerous. Top eight in neutral script pace and passing rates. They're just leaning into the passing game. It's been beautiful. And what we've seen is... It's, it's all getting funneled through CeeDee Lamb, but Brandon Cooks is still a full-time player. That's not the case for Michael Gallup. Jalen Tolbert is taking his snaps. He could actually out-snap him and take the starters role next week, but Brandon Cooks is safe. And you look at the upcoming matchups here, guys. They get the Panthers and then the Washington Commanders. It was a pretty, mm-hmm. pretty good matchup. So 2 to 4%. Same thing I'm, I'm willing to bid on Noah Brown. And, and and look, I'm willing to F around and find out, man. I'm willing to find out, <laughs> throw the money out there, and I'm willing to find out what Brandon Cooks has left in the tank. Because, look, yesterday was um, – he evoked some old, like, uh, yesteryear yes, Brandon Cooks Yesterday Cook was, a, stuff. was a take him out behind the shed Oof. butt whooping. That's what that was. Yes, that yep. game was over before it started there. It's crazy. Uh, Pat, uh, air raid, Mike McCarthy offense – uh, obviously, you know, something you're used to in your Packer days. Uh, my question to you is, would you rather be chasing Cooks here or Noah Brown? And if it's uh, Cooks, what's the commitment in terms of fab you want to make to him? Cooks, I th- I'd rather have Cooks than Brown, I think, because it's a Same. little more sustainable. I, I think like mm-hmm. maybe, you know, two to four percent for both leaning more towards the four percent, maybe five percent for Cooks closer to two or three for Noah Brown. But yeah, like I want to get a ticket to this Dallas aerial show, Joe. Like everything Debro said, like I, I think this is the the way things are trending for the Dallas offense, and it could make Cooks uh, a more sustainable fantasy commodity than he was in the first half of the season. Just to put I'll respect you, on this real fast. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, Dak Prescott has been a top three fantasy quarterback. Yes, in mm-hmm. each of the last four weeks people so again we need to put respect on this this passing attack 100 percent. and you know we talked about the look they're so pass heavy now so that's not a great thing for rico dowd see i disagree to me scoring opportunities it's, it's scoring opportunities too. number one and also the way you know all of a sudden you're not stacking you're not putting a bunch of people in the box or anything you've got a, yep. everybody's back you've got you know you're playing in dime coverages you're doing all these different things here mm-hmm. when you're trying to stop this and that makes it a lot easier for a, a new guy like a Rico Dowdle to come in there, be an undrafted free agent and find some holes. I actually think this is a yep. good thing for him. I, I, uh, I adamantly agree. Let's get to Jaden Reed, who might be the unofficial uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sponsor of this show. I feel like every week there's a conversation about Jaden Reed. And now we have to have another one, Pat. Um, clearly, I mean, the Christian Watson thing. I, I don't know if we want to bury that or what you want to do about it. But mm-hmm. uh, Reed, again, uh, relevant. Again, for the Packers, this time 31% rostered, by the way. Uh, he finished as wide receiver 10 this week, Pat. Five of five for 84 and a score. Next week, he's got the Chargers, then the Detroit Lions, Kansas City, the Giants. That's the schedule here for Reed. So can he be a wide receiver three slash flex? And is he safer in terms of a long-term investment than the two guys we just talked about? So I think he can be... Um... Like, I think we've talked about him before and I've touted him before. Here's the reason why I think this time, Mike, it might be a little more sustainable. 
the Packers defense has issues like they cannot yes. stop the run with which is nothing new. They traded away Razul Douglas, very good cover corner. Jair Alexander has been in and out of the lineup with injuries more out than in. Um, so the Packers are going to have major problems on defense. And I think that's going to sort of soup up their offensive game script and make them throw to catch up. And we sort of saw that in Pittsburgh in week 10. I definitely think we could see that in Green Bay against the Chargers in Week 11, whose pass defense is one we definitely want to pick on. I know Debro's concern is that Jaden Reed basically only played half of the Packers' offensive snaps, mm-hmm. but he's a really good player. He's fast. He's tough after the catch. Uh, seems to be pretty good at getting open. So I, I do like the player, and I do think he's going to be thrust into some pass-heavy game scripts in the weeks to come. Debro, this is the the trick because you have Reed who probably has more potential here to earn target share in his offense, but that target share comes with Jordan Love as opposed mm-hmm. to with Dak Prescott with Cooks and CJ Stroud with Noah Brown. That's the problem I think we're trying to figure out here between these three guys. So with Reed, how do you figure in that equation to your budget? I, I, I'm not willing to spend that big on Reed, and it comes down to what Pat talked about. He's only played – he played 51% of the snaps. And can he be a wide receiver three? The, the matchups are glittering moving forward. Those are, are great. But it, it feels like a guy – like, if you need that type of upside or, like, a wide receiver three that could give you wide receiver two numbers or wide receiver four, like, basically he's the dart throw – that has a lot of upside, but the floor is extremely low. And part of this is tied to Jordan Love, but part of this is also tied to Jordan Reed's snap share. So him not playing at least like, I mean, he was 51% of the snaps last week, but also a 12.5% target share. He just ran extremely hot. Now, could he continue to do that? Because the high cholesterol, the high leverage (laughs) usage in the Packers passing attack has been bundled to Reed. I've written this up multiple weeks for the waiver wire article. He gets the deep targets. He gets the red zone targets. It's just he can't produce or do anything if they're not going to get in the snap share. So that's my worries. But at 1% to 2%, you're willing to, to toss out the money. Can he pay off for these upcoming matchups? He absolutely can. I just think the floor could bottom out in any week. Let's take a quick break in the action. We talk a lot about what makes winners on this show. And there's one thing all teams, coaches, and players have in common, and that's preparation. Planning is the key for everyday life, too, and a great way to be prepared for the unexpected is to join Air MedCare Network, America's largest air ambulance membership network. Air MedCare Network providers operate state-of-the-art helicopters that can respond to critically ill or injured patients who need emergency medical transport. These flights can be very expensive, but as an Air MedCare Network member, you won't see a bill for your flight when flown by one of their providers. That's right, you'd pay nothing. You can become a member of Air MedCare Network for just $99 per year, and right now our list get up to an $80 MasterCard or Amazon e-gift card when they join and use that offer code FANTASYPROS. That's FANTASYPROS, one word, no spaces, FANTASYPROS. Make financial peace of mind part of your game plan. Visit airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash FANTASYPROS. That's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash FANTASYPROS today. And now back to the action. All right, this is the point in the show where I uh, bring up Odell Beckham and the guys tell me they don't want to add him. This is two weeks in a row with a touchdown. I know it's like, I know it's like skin of your teeth kind of stuff. But Cincinnati next week, the Chargers after that, Pat still can't interest you. No Odell Beckham for you. No, two targets yesterday, Joe. I know he's had touchdowns in back-to-back games, but no thanks. All right, and Debro, I know, is a hard no, hard pass for him. 33% Uh, of the snaps for Odell. Rashad Bateman outsnapped him last week. Without the tutty, we ain't even talking about Odell. Sorry. No. No interest. All right. Uh, Our guy, Demario Douglas, by the way, uh, who was our ad last week, um, just 49% (sighs) rostered right now on Sleeper. He is still available. He's on a bye. So there's a good chance you can sneak him through that waiver wire. We talked about him being a PPR guy. Well, guess what? Six catches uh, for him for 84 yards. That's a that's a nice 14 point day here, 12 point day. You're, depending on your scoring in the half PPR or the full, so like you're you're in a good spot here with him. Um, so he had 12 well, 12 points here in the half PPR scoring. So again, he's floating out there. I know the Patriots are a hot mess. I get it. Targets are going to go his way. Touchdowns will not. PPR good. Standard, not so much, but he's still out there. Real quick, I want to know, too, Michael Thomas, K.J. Osborne, can he drop these guys? Debro, is it time to make these hard decisions, especially with Michael Thomas, because I know people were holding out hope for him. 
Yeah, the injury, bye-bye K.J. Osborne, bye Michael Thomas. Please, everybody, say hello to Pop Douglas. Do it for your rosters. Please. Like, when we pulled up this (laughs) roster percentage, I was like, what what is wrong with the world today? He he gets a 40% target share last week. Like, what what does this man have to do to get into the good graces of your (laughs) roster? Like, just just let him on the team. He will do good things. I hear you. Pat, uh, your thoughts on dropping Osborne and Thomas. Is it time to cut bait? Debra, what I think he has to do is show chemistry with Bailey Zappi. That's the last bridge he has to cross. So, um, <laughs> well, we know there was no chemistry between Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones. Ooh, yeah, yeah. No. So, um, Ooh, I think Bob, Bob was bad, baby. Absolutely. You can drop KJ Osborne. He's going to be fourth in the te- par- target pecking order. As soon as Justin Jefferson gets back, and while Dobbs is going to like continue to make this passing game viable for Minnesota, I mean, Kirk Cousins was leading the NFL in pass attempts when he was hurt. It's not going to be quite as prolific. So the fourth target is not going to have fantasy value anymore. Um, Michael Thomas, boy, what if uh, what if we see more Jameis Winston going oh, forward? No. Bro, oh, that, that doesn't make it smell. And that that no. devil may care <laughs> downfield passing, like we don't think that props up the value of some of these Saints receivers. I know, and we don't know what what's up exactly <laughs> with the Michael Thomas knee injury. So, like, I I, I think you're within your rights to cut him if you need to add a piece at running back or he's had one uh, wide receiver to finish all year I, yeah. but he's I, I, like I the four has actually been pretty good though most weeks he gets you at least 40 yards and four or five catches so like in ppr true, right? there's some value to Last what couple he weeks have not been good eight points zero points and then uh, 1.4 i will say this uh, real quickly if anybody believes that Jameis winston will be an upgrade over Derek carr you have not watched any saints football <laughs> this year because winston is not good people need to understand that he is oh, he's not but, good but he, he throws aggressively somewhere. downfield though you he know does. like he does i mean yeah, Shaheed, he's got the gene and always down there somewhere yeah. that, that he still definitely we know, has that in his genetic code yeah, we know what it looked like his last season as a starter in Tampa. Like, just ridiculous yardage mm. numbers, ridiculous interception totals. Just everything was pumped up, the bad stuff and the good stuff. Quarterbacks, tight ends, and defenses. All right, let's fly through the rest of these here. Let's talk about the streamers for Week 11. Fitzy, who do you want to stream at quarterback this week? Jordan Love. I talked about the defensive holes the Packers have. And the weird thing about Jordan Love is that um, like the first half, second half splits on him are extraordinary. (laughs) And when the Packers are playing from behind and when they sort of are forced to be one dimensional and pass heavy, like Jordan Love actually gets better for some strange reason, like where he's in catch up mode and, you know, he has to throw like he's at his best, it seems like. So I'm, I'm not fully endorsing Jordan Love as the Green Bay Packers quarterback of the future. But uh, I do think this week against the Chargers and their porous pass defense, I think he's a pretty good streaming option. <laughs> Makes you realize how bad Zach Man. Wilson is, right? He made the Chargers look like the uh, the Baltimore Ravens of old with Ray Lewis in that group. <laughs> I think about that for perspective. We're like, wow, that Charger oh. defense really showed up. And then, then they give up 41 points to the Detroit Lions a week later. Uh, Debro, who's your streaming quarterback for the week? <laughs> I just look at Jordan Love as being he's bordering better than Blake Bortles ever could. Um, he's but the the guy that I'll bring up here this week and he, just make a verb out of Bortles. Uh, yeah, to so, Bortles. That, that's the thing. He's bordering. What's the subjunctive like, of Bortle? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk English specifics after the show here, guys. But with, with the guy, oh gosh, I got to get back on the on the rails here. <laughs> With with the guy that I want to stream this week, and I, I understand that the Vikings passing attack has or their pa- their pass defense has been better over the last few weeks, but still Russell Wilson has shown flashes of the Russell of old. So I think he's stream worthy this year this week. Uh seven the big time throw rate, six an adjusted completion rate. So in a game that if Denver can offer some pushback, because the other thing I want to talk about here is that the Vikings are a pass funnel defense in the sense that they will not let you run the ball. You cannot run the ball versus the Vikings. So Denver mm-hmm. will have to air the ball out. That could be a sneaky shootout. So if Russ can push back on the other side, I'd like him to stream this week. All right, dude, who do you want to stream at tight end this week? Oh, yeah, we're so Packer centric here. It's making me vomit. We are. Uh, Luke <laughs> so, Musgrave, oh, baby. But 
the matchup is here again if Bortles is going to Bortle it's going to be with he's going to bring Luke Musgrave along if it's not going to be Jade Reed I'll like Luke Musgrave in this matchup the Chargers have been giving up a lot of production to tight ends seven most fantasy points per game second highest receiving yards per game allowed to tight ends so Luke Musgrave top 12 tight end for the week Pat who's your streaming tight end for week 11 Tyler Conklin his last two games, six catches for 66 yards, seven catches for 70 yards. He is Zach Wilson's number two target behind Garrett Wilson. Yikes. All right, let's go to uh, the next one here. <laughs> Just, your, whole, your response was, <laughs> uh, yikes. yikes. I mean, Zach, well, I mean, come on. Just, I mean, look, that, 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 that I mean, is the Zach reality Wilson. of the tight end uh, realm you right now. You can't win games scoring 12 points in the NFL. This is not going to happen, folks. You this can't not field goal somebody to death? <laughs> I, was, I was not aware of this, and, Joe. And, <laughs> and, it's, and I feel like Robert Sala is trying to do Morse code and tell us that it's not him making this decision. Like, I get that feeling, guys, where he's like, well, this is what the organization wants. You know, we're going to see this through. Oh, so and, and he's, they could speaking, be uh, he's speaking Frank yeah. Reich. So that, well, that, that's I don't what we're know, getting. but I don't know. Oh, I know. Do we we like. believe in Bryce Young. I Streaming Bryce Young, defense Young. of the week. Pat Fitzmorris, what do you have for the people? The Washington Commanders. Yes, they have been pruned of talent uh, at the trading <laughs> deadline. But look, you're you're playing the opposing quarterback with your streaming defenses. And uh, look, it's it's Tommy DeVito, Joe. And uh, God I bless him. Is. Like, I, I hope Tommy DeVito, after his playing days are over, which probably won't be very far from now, hope he becomes a, a successful offensive coordinator someplace. And we want to get a piece of a Tommy DeVito offense. As of now, we do not want to get a piece of a Tommy DeVito offense. So I will take the defense going against him with Washington this week. In the words of Tommy DeVito's dad, that's your play call? That's your play call? (laughs) On fourth and three? That's your play call? That's unbelievable. How do you do that? Uh, who is your streaming defense? Derek Brown for this week. Can you can you just be him for Halloween next year? I could year? do the whole show that, like that, 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 that without be, that a would be problem. Fantastic. That's that pretty much every holiday in my fantastic. house. But I, I, I was fixing to say, that doesn't take a whole lot of heavy lifting, but Joe. <laughs> that's the, the side dish you made. You made you made one tray of lasagna. You knew there were 20 of us. What are you just doing? Just break out the gold chain, baby. It's all it's it's, it's all love. It's all love. Um, speaking of uh, all love, I'm loving the Detroit Lions defense this week. Talking about quarterbacks. I don't know if we see Justin Fields back or if it's another week of Tyson Bajan, but I believe in the Detroit Lions defense. They're they're top 12 in interceptions forced and pressure rate. Those two things equal fantasy points. Uh, well, talk about points. They're equaling a lot of points given up. Was it like 75 points last yep. two weeks they've given up? They, they better tighten up. Uh, but again, the Bears may be the gift that keeps on giving. Waiver priorities. Let's run through these. Uh, Debro, give me your top five guys to add in week 11. I put respect on his name. I am this week. Pop Douglas, number one ad, baby. Both short-term and long-term value. Number two, uh, Devin Singletary. Again, I think Damian Pierce is out this week. Uh, Zach Charbonnet is number three, Keaton Mitchell's four, and number five is Ty Chandler. So outside of pop, lots of running backs, baby. Fitzy, who's your top five ads this week for week 11? It's a running back heavy week, Joe. Keaton Mitchell, Mm. Ty Chandler, (laughs) Zach Charbonnet is three, Devin Singletary is four, and then we'll sneak in Demario Douglas at number five. All right, sneaking him in there in the back door there. All right, let's get to listener mailbag. Let's go to Lonzo's question, fantasypros.com slash chat. Our Discord is free to join, but of course, you can always go premium, get access to a lot more. Listener mailbag. Let's get to uh, Lonzo's question here. Would you drop down Spears, Pop Douglas, Rice, or Charbonnet for JSN? I get somebody panic drop JSN with some sort of uh, issues with roster score crunch there uh Debro who is the odd man out if you want to pick up JSN from this group is it Spears I don't want to drop Spears I think that the the high-end equity is too much if anything I might surprise people I want to drop Rasheed Rice I mean we're looking at a guy that's in a he's in a cap snap share like do we see that he's ever going to get out of this rotational usage so I think JSN can um so give me JSN over Rasheed Rice Pat your thoughts here on this group I think I'm going to just pass and leave uh, JSN on the table. Like, D-Bro makes it. It would be Rasheed Rice. um, But, man, he's, like, consistently turned a lot of those shorts catches Mm -hmm. into big plays. And, um, you know, I I just want to see if they can expand the role a little bit. Maybe there's not a lot of room for expansion in that role because he's not really a downfield guy. But um, I think I'd still rather have him than JSN. I think think a lot of people would say Spears there, but... 
one injury to Derrick Henry and Lottery you're regretting ticket. that. You're regretting yeah, that true. and saying, oh my <laughs> that, lord, that what That prolific Will Levis six-point offense. I mean, that offense we saw yesterday. Anyway, <laughs> make sure you stay on top Shots of all fired. the waiver wire. I've got a lot of hate in my heart. Today. I was fixing to say, lots of salty here, man. Salty. Or that Tommy DeVito and his Patriots, dad. Jeez. The Patriots are getting closer and closer to that one pick. I should be in a good mood, but I don't know. I know. What, I was like, that, that's a good thing. Why? And they I got a number one wide receiver. Like, why are you not happy? We'll see. Uh, you can always check out fantasypros.com for the waiver wire <laughs> article updated by these two guys in the waiver wire rankings. Also use my playbook for the waiver assistant to sync all of your leagues. And I'll make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, drop a comment below, and you can win that TJ Hawkinson jersey from Pristine Auction. That'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on. For Fitz and Debro, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts at fantasypros.com slash review or on Spotify. Follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.